Well, after some ocean travel in the first half hour, we are back on foot for the actual travel and tourism segment today, heading into the Helderberg area to talk about hiking opportunities there. Because with me in studio is Steve Chadwick, who has been an active hiker and climber all of his life. He's a not quite retired mountain guide by the sounds of things and still a very active member of numerous community organizations which have in common a love of the Helderberg area, a desire to make it safe and accessible for hikers to enjoy and a wish to see more people out there exploring the trails more often. Uh, so much so that Steve's written a book about them, a guide to the Helderberg and Hottentots Holland Mountain Rim, mountains, trails, history, legends, caves, rock art and rock climbs. And as that title tells you, it's much more than just a guide to the length and distance and, and altitude of the trails. Steve, thanks for making the effort to come into studio today. Welcome. Hi, Pippa. Thanks for having me. Just before we talk about the Helderberg, I mean, your own love affair with hiking and climbing is one that spans decades. Where did it actually begin? It began when I was an apprentice in Sheffield, and this place is surrounded by rock yep. and edges, and I started rock climbing there with friends who were pretty good, and they dragged my standard up, and I then started climbing. As you do, you migrate to the bigger mountains and mm. different parts of the world, and higher and higher faces, the Alps, Greenland, Norway. Yeah, the end is, yeah. Higher and higher mountains, and some of them never climbed before. I know you've been involved in at least three, I think, first ascents. Yes, in the Arctic, uh, not many people went up there in those days, back in the 70s. And, and one particular mountain, Ingersfield, we made the first ascent of the 2,000-meter southeast face, which is, a sure. huge, which is five days up and two days down. That was a big, big event, really. Now, you do not have to be that level of hiker to enjoy the trails in this book or to enjoy the Helderberg at all. I mean, the beauty of that area, Steve, one of the things, one of the many things of beauty is that there's such variety. There are easy trails for, for relative novices um, and much longer and more challenging ones for those who want to really sink their teeth into it. Not so. Yeah, there are. We are trying to introduce more. Uh, there's a Helderberg Nature Reserve, of course, which yep. is our gem in, 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 the, in the Helderberg Basin. And we are trying to open up more trails and we are, we're getting somewhere and we're having good reaction from some of the Landowners, many right. of them, Idiom, Vetilirkin, and Bazwani uh, areas. We're, we're opening up more trails, and we're slowly opening up more um, more trails in the in the Cape Nature Reserve. We're talking to them anyway. But COVID, COVID was amazing in some ways because so? yeah. because we were trapped. And whereas I was hi- hiking all over the place, Taver Mountain and the Cedarberg, and we were trapped within this area. So we use these three hours, still crazy, uh, six o'clock in the morning, bolted out of our gate, which which backs onto the mountains. Another climbing friend, hiker friend, Clarissa and I explored all the mountains. And that filled in a lot of the gap of the book, actually. Right. So, so I was able then to say, OK, I can write something about all, all these because I'm slowly filling in all the history and all, all the different gaps. And I mean, it's, it's so readable because, uh, as, as um, Steve's mentioned, it's not just, you know, the, this trail starts here, ends here and ascends so high. It's, it's looking at the rock paintings. It's looking at old photographic records of the ox wagons in this area. It's talking about the geology and the history. And so it's so much more than just a guide to the walks. I'm delighted to hear you say we're opening up more within the Cape Nature areas because the last time we spoke, Steve, there was a lot of concern about the closure of a number of trails um, that, that, that had felt like they were shutting off access to a lot of people in some of their favourite walking spots. It sounds like there's been some progress. Yes, there has. It's taken a while. I, Cape Nature are obviously constrained by, by, by finance and a lot of different issues, and they tend to be to hold things very close to their chest, but they're slowly opening up to us. We've been negotiating with them slowly, and I think they're realizing that we mean well and we want to work with them, uh, mm-hmm. and we're not trying to be difficult. And now we've got to the stage where only this week we've got access, we are, are being given access to survey trails in the, in the, held, in the Jonkoshuk Helderberg HH Basin. And they've given us leave to go there and book with them and go up and, and survey these trails, report back to them at a certain format and tell them, uh, 
talk to them and decide what we need to do. We can also give them uh, workers. Cause we, since we work in the Helderberg Nature Reserve, we built up quite an experienced crew mm-hmm. of people who can build the trails and can maintain the trails. And we're offering them that to Cape Nature as well. So we're making progress, and that's just this week. It's been it's been a it's been a happier period for that's progress. That's fantastic news to hear because I know uh, Yorkeshawk in particular. There was a lot of upset when the vehicular access was constrained. It added those extra kilometres onto what was an easy walk to the waterfalls, for example. A lot of people complaining to say we we can't access this park anymore because of those changes. Do you think we we are heading back towards a scenario where the impetus to to open and welcome more is is there again? I think that the general consensus is that we we need to be more people people friendly, and certainly the estates are moving that way. And the Helderberg Basin estates are becoming more open to letting people do things and not trying to keep the, the whole place to themselves, which is which is great. Yeah. And I think uh, that impetus is passing on slowly to Cape Nature. Uh, they are opening up and realizing that you know you can't just close trails without talking to the hikers and, yeah. and get us involved. And also with their eyes and ears on the mountains, there's poaching going on, there's snares going on, there's florist harvesting going on. We can see all these and we can report back to tell Kate Major what, what's going on because they haven't got the staff to do this. Yeah. We really want to work with them proactively for the trails and the conservancy of the biodiversity of our beautiful yeah. area. Steve, for somebody who's never explored this area on foot, what's the, I mean, Helderberg Nature Reserve, if you want a really easy, very pretty, you can drive right up to the trailhead, park your car and set off on a a walk of a couple of hundred meters or a longer one going uphill if you want. I mean, that's a a very easy starting point. But what would you say are absolute no-brainers for for those who want to come and explore something that's maybe a little bit longer and more challenging and make a day of it, for example? To tell you the truth, I hate being asked this question. (laughs) Because, I mean, you know... Helderberg Nature Reserve as well, as you've hinted on, has some big trails up there. West yeah. Beacon are doing by big eight-hour trails. And uh, which one is the nicest? It's, it's almost impossible to say. Different times of the year, has different flora, has different aspects, has different pitches, has different colors. You can do uh, Kirk Trek, which is a really hard uphill hike, or you can do Panorama, or you can do the Waterfall Trails, or you can do um, Stokoe Pass, if you can get permission. They're all different. I, I guess for a short hike, the waterfall trails along from the Yonkoshoka are one of the easiest, yeah. certainly. And so pretty. I've done those um, um, and, and just, you know, very rewarding for very little effort. I have to say, if you're starting with somebody who just wants a short introduction to the experience, it's a great place to start. Um, what would you, Do you have a personal favorite that's, that's your go-to spot? I don't. Yeah. I, I wake up in the morning, and, and if I've made plans with friends, we'll, we'll go and do it. Otherwise, we might go and go and survey some of the, the rock art places. I've, there are three rock art sites between Cape yep. Point and the Helderberg Mountains. And I discovered one more about two years ago. Uh, we don't say where they are because we don't want them spoiled, but so we can we can go and we go and look at those. Well, I'll take people up on historical heights up the Krabau Pass, talk about that, a lot yep. of history there, which is a, a favorite place to go. Otherwise, I do a lot of trail work with with volunteer teams in the Helderberg Nature Reserve. We were there this week. That's quite good. No need to go to the gym. We can get the pickaxe and, and go into the hills and, 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 and repair the trails and create, create the trails. It's great. Somebody asking about security in the Helderberg. Now, obviously, we've had our fair share of, of very worrying incidents right here in Cape Town around Lion's Head, etc. of late. Is that something that's been a concern in, in the Helderberg area as well? No, it hasn't. And we're obviously very thankful for that. It's been interesting, though, that we've had a lot of people coming from Cape Town to the Helderberg Reserve because they're kind of concerned about, about the security. So that very reason, our own population of hikers has gone up considerably over on our side okay. of the hills. Interesting. And we do need to work on more trails on, on the working around to Royals, the Royals River Trail. We're trying to reopen with Cape Nature 
and, and obviously you've got Fernclough further around and Hermanus. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but there needs to be more places for people to, to go responsibly. Yeah. Just for anybody who's coming late to the conversation, my guest in studio is Steve Chadwick, uh, who has been hiking and climbing mountains for many, many decades and has spent a good few of those decades helping other people enjoy these spaces. He's the author of A Guide to the Helderberg and Hottentots Holland Mountain Rim. If you are looking for a, a very comprehensive guide to the trails that are available and very interesting history and geology and input on the rock art paintings to be explored and much more information than you get from a map, uh, it's a really... Uh, worth getting hold of. Steve, on that note, where does one get a copy of your book? (laughs) Here's an issue. I mean, Bertie Lirken, who helped me, and Idiom, who helped me, they're both in their their wine tasting cellars. They they sell it. Okay. And also in the information shop in the Hildeberg Nature Reserve. But one of my faults is I'm not very good at selling myself. I go along to the shop and say, you might like to have this. I'll phone our head office. I can't get, I'm uncomfortable with that. So <laughs> I'm looking for more outlets. <laughs> well, I would like to say that if you run any sort of um, outlet that's associated with hiking and outdoor activity, you should be stocking this book. So if we can help uh, ring Steve's bell on his behalf, uh, it was really worth getting hold of some copies to have in, in your uh, establishment. I mean, Steve, it's, I'm so so relieved to hear the sort of this the sense of a shift in tone of engagement. At one point, things seemed very acrimonious between the hiking community and Cape Nature, and there was a lot of resentment of 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 the decision to close some of the trails, and a lot of people really sort of butting heads with their reasoning, and in some cases, very good reasoning out of caution, out of safety concerns, out of needing maintenance work on the trails, etc. I'm really delighted though to hear about this, what seems to be a sort of a shift in tone. It's required years of very patient engagement, I know, but it really does, there's a lesson here, isn't there? I mean, you've you've not given up, you've kept on banging on their door saying, we're not gonna go away, we're determined to reopen these spaces. But what do you think has, has been the turning point, Steve? Is it just about... It's a persistence of the, group, or, yeah. of, the, of the group of us working together, and there yeah. are a few of us. And the persistence and the fact that we always try and put ourselves over as being not confrontational. We really want to work with them. We really want to work with the powers that be, the estates and, and Cape Nature. Like Andy Davis is doing such a great job on, on, in sand parks here on yeah. Table Mountain. And in some ways, he, he helps us with his um, knowledge. And, and it's been a, a time of, of slowly working through Cape Nature and getting to see, look, you know, we're with you on this. We can be your eyes and ears on the mountain. We want to help you. Okay. Somebody's asked, let me ask the question as it comes in. When is a mountain a mountain? Does it have to be a certain height to be declared so? No, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard prof- professional mountaineers have been asked the same question. They all go, ah, what, what is a hill? When is a hill a mountain? You know, it's, well, it's, it's big enough to have problem with. So, you know, it's, it's a long way up. Yeah. And, and, and a hill is a low thing. There's a hill in, in, in Denmark, which is only 100 meters high. It's a hill. It's not a mountain. Okay. Where that definition break comes in, I think, will be argued about for some time. There was a fabulous movie, Englishman <laughs> who went up a hill and came down a mountain, or vice versa, okay. many, many years ago, uh, about that exact debate about the precise height at which a hill becomes a mountain. So if you want to amuse yourself, uh, uh, go and look for that one. Steve, I mean, we, in the minute left, um, somebody asking, is there an email address where we can order copies of the hiking book? Yes, there is. And I'm just looking for my card just now, and I haven't got one to hand. <laughs> okay. Um, and I haven't got that written down either. Well, I can give it to you on verbally, card. if you like. Yes, please do. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a mountain in Scotland, actually. S-L-I-C-H. Yes. 980 at gmail.com. S-L-I-C-H. S-S-L-I-O-C-H. 
Sorry, say that again. S S L I O C H O C H nine eight zero at gmail Okay, and I've also got Steve's um, details written down. So if the person who sent that message um, didn't isn't able to jot down that address, you're welcome to mail me after the show, and I will send the details on to you. Um, okay, so if we had to encourage somebody who's never been to the Helderberg before to come this weekend, uh, it's going to be blazing hot for the rest of this week yeah, by the looks of things. Yeah. But uh, uh, the last thing to say, uh, you know. Helderberg Nature Reserve, it might seem like a pleasant stroll of a walk. As you've rightly noted, though, there are quite serious trails. And, Steve, we always remind people not to take on any walk, assuming that all will be well. It's important to keep your basic safety, your phone numbers on hand, your water supply. Does the same thing apply there as it does on Table Mountain, four seasons in one day and the like? Of course. You can never take a mountain for granted. You know, you, you do that at your own peril. You have to respect the place you are, and it mm. has its own dangers. And we can never be hidden from those dangers. But at the same time, uh, we are the mother's keeper. We must allow our youth and our children and our growing up people to have this experience that we had. We can't close the areas down because we are becoming more protective. Our, our youth and our, and our generations need this challenge that we had. Yeah. And we, must not, we must allow them to have it, but with respect to mountains. Well, thank you so much for the ongoing, persistent work to make sure that 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 opportunity still exists for our youngsters and their parents as well. Uh, Steve, great to have you with us in studio today. Thanks, Pippa. Steve Chadwick, and look for the book, A Guide to the Helderberg and Hottentots Holland Mountain Room. If you are a keen hiker and would like more insight on new trails to explore, it's a really good one to add to your collection.